0: ma'am oh my god yes girl but I'm super excited um girl so wow you just said something Mm -hmm. interesting right there you have a brand shoe. so Mm -hmm. everyone this is my guest um Camille this is my podcasting coach um welcome to the show welcome to Queens Uplifting Inspiring Podcast. This woman of God has helped me um, launch my show, and she's just doing some tremendous things in the podcast industry, helping amazing people, voices just reach across the nation. So just
1: tell us about yourself, Camille. Yes, thank you so much for the opportunity to be a guest on your show. I'm honored. First of all, you're doing an amazing job. Um, My name is Camille Joy, um, the host of the Moments of Joy podcast and uh, founder of Moments of Joy Academy. So I teach people how to launch their podcasts Um, off off podcasting. I'm the uh, founder of the um, International Moms Club called The Real Moms Club
0: awesome yay so camille yay. is super amazing she's doing some phenomenal things um just uh wow she's doing some mind-blowing things in just a short period of time too so just congratulations um on just Thank all of the enjoy. things that God is doing in your life and I'm super excited she's my first guest and we are gonna just dive right into it our topic is um just teen pregnancy we both were a uh, team well, we both got pregnant as teenagers. She was a teen teen mom. Um, I unfortunately miscarried. And so I just had my own personal experience with that. And so we're gonna just dive in deep and just talk about that today. So I'm gonna let you just start off because you just went through the whole process of being a teen mom. So just tell us how that
1: was for you. First of all, I love your accent. I'm like, <laughs> listen to T <you> talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thank you, girl. girl. Thank you. I have this thing with um like New Orleans accents. Every time I heard Toya, who was little Wayne's um daughter's mother, I'm like, that is so different. I love that. <laughs> thank you. I love that. Thank it. you, girl.
0: Thank you. You're <laughs> helping me embrace my voice because what people really don't know about the people from New Orleans, we don't like our voice. Really? Yeah, a lot of people struggle with it. And so
1: um Thank you. You help me. You're welcome. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. So, um, it's funny. I was talking to my mom yesterday. I said, mom, you know, as much as I talk, I speak, I realized that I never went through this period and allow myself to like, just grieve or mourn maybe the, the poor decisions I made. Right. Mm-hmm. As, as reflecting as a, 36 year old and just be like just allow yourself to feel that sometimes I think we push we just push past it and we grow past it and here I am at 36 um and yes I've healed past it but I was like wow did I ever stop and allow myself to like grieve over those so I um was 15 years old and pregnant two times so I did miscarry um came to my mom she was watching TV in the basement and I wrote, wrote her a little note <laughs> and it said, I'm pregnant. Wow. She was like, what? <laughs> she she went crazy. And I only told her because I told my sister. and My sister said, if you don't tell, I'm telling. <laughs> wow. So um, she brought me to the doctors. She made an appointment for the doctors. But that day I ended up miscarrying before she brought me to the doctors. And so I went ultrasound and the baby was gone um i i just passed it right in the bathroom at home um i told my mom something came out in the toilet and we went in and i miscarried indeed i i even got a fork and picked it up to look at it close Ooh. it was like i was 15 right so i was like i was like you know what like what did i want to see what is this so um, we, my mom brought me to the doctors and she said, um, you know, you know, the doctor talked to us and the doctor said, well, do you want to put her on birth control? And my mom said, no, she is not having sex anymore. Well, that was it. That was number one mistake because, you know, knowing that I didn't have sex, she didn't know neither my dad nor my mom talked to me about the feelings that I would have about relationships about wanting to fit in no nothing you just you better not have sex again so there was no you know filling of that void and the can is already open right so there's no reclosing closing the, the can um uh, so about six months after that i was pregnant again wow. this time yep this time i didn't tell her at all i went to the teen health center so now you know in a teen health center in inner city schools there can be so much done and your parent never know which is insane if I would have chose to be on birth control she would never have known well so I got a pregnancy test and you know my mom never knew but the only reason why the teen health center called her was because I was five months now and I hadn't been to the doctors
0: Wow! so
1: they were like okay we have to call your mom because you didn't tell her yet and you need prenatal care and so I was like, I'm not telling her. So the lady was like, would you like me to call her in and we can talk to her together? I was like, no, you can call her in and you can tell her. <laughs> mm-hmm. So she did. So my mom came to pull me out of biology class and my teacher was like, your daughter is such an amazing student. And she's like, no, she's not. <laughs> no. Girl, what? What? Girl. She was right there, snatch me up. My teacher was like, you know, what's going on? She didn't, you know, tell her in the moment, but my mom was not receiving it. And as a matter of fact, she was like, Camille, your mom is here. I was like, I'm not going out to class. Wow. <laughs> oh, girl. I'm laughing at it now. But I was like, even my mom picked <laughs> her head in. If I have to come in there and get you. We're going to have a problem. We got a problem. At that part, I got up. <laughs> oh, oh
0: my God. 15 years old and your mom didn't find out until you were five months pregnant. Yeah.
1: Cause it was winter time too. So, you know, I was carrying small up until then. So I was able to put my long sleeve on, keep my sweatshirt on, go in my room after school, just not be seen. And, you know, my mom was going to, through her own issues, both, you know, with having migraines and then her issues with my dad. So, you know, and she had an exhausting job because she worked, she works for uh foster care. So she kind of was in her own world too, you know, as parents, we have to work. So she missed, she missed, she missed that and her and my dad, because they were both married. Um so yeah but my dad he worked a late shift so he worked from like 3 to 11 so when he came home we were asleep and then when we woke up we was going to school so we totally missed him Monday through Friday Wow That's
0: amazing because like you know I know I have a daughter and she's 14 so like every month she comes to me and like my I need this I need this and so if you're not coming to me and telling me the things that you need like you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, cuz I mean, so at that so she's a woman, my older sister had her period, I had my period and my younger sister for so four daughters. So there was never a time where I needed to come and say, "Can I have?" cuz she kept the closet full of everything we would need. Right. Right. So she wouldn't even notice that it was no pads going because I had two other sisters pulling them out, you know.
0: Wow girl so you snuck one in and you told your mama look ma i'm five months pregnant like
1: we here we here we -hmm. here she was like i'm sending you away you're going down south to live in the home where they keep the kids who are pregnant with kids what she was furious she was furious um it took her about two months. Once I really started showing, once I got to be about seven months, she really taught me, started teaching me how to be a mom and take care of myself. She she would encourage me, you know, bring me to get my little um, maternity clothes and she would encourage me to pack a snack, make sure I had yogurt and my fruit and water and a sandwich, even though I was eating lunch in school. But, you know, you're hungry. So she would encourage me to um, bring my food. And so that tone quickly changed to like, okay, now I have to teach her how to be a mother. Wow. hmm Oh, my God.
0: Mm-hmm. That's deep. That's deep because it's like, all right, here I am being a mom, and I got to teach my baby how to be a mom.
1: You yeah.
0: Know? And, um, and it's hard <laughs> for parents because I remember – uh, when I was, when I found out I was pregnant at 15, um, I went and and I took a test and I was like, I'm not telling my mama. Cause my mama is right. one of the people, she, her <laughs> eyes, like, if she look at you, she gonna shoot you dead with them eyes. <laughs> You're like, look, I ain't telling her. She, you know, and so I was so you know? uh, afraid because we didn't have that open door. We didn't have that communication, um, for one. And so I was just like, how she gonna, you know, whatever. And, and it was just, just so much just gone through my head. And, um, she came and told me that I was pregnant. See, I couldn't hide. Like, wow. you know, God showed her in a dream that I was pregnant. Wow. So, um, She confronted me and I was like, no, I'm not <laughs> she was like, yes, you are. And I was like, oh my God. And so, um, when she found out they actually took me, um, to the abortion clinic and mm-hmm. I was in there and it was just, and it, mentally, it just did a lot to me. And so I actually ran out and I was like, I'm not going to abort this baby. Um, you know, at the age of 15, I was just like, no, I'm not doing this. And so um, I ended up keeping the, you know, I ended up staying pregnant. But a couple of months later, I hadn't even been to the doctor and I was just very stressed um, just due to the circumstances that I was pregnant up under to where I ended up miscarrying mm-hmm. and I miscarried in a toilet just like you said so for you to say you went in there and picked the <laughs> heat us up with a fork like it's too much because the- you know why
1: oh. I was in biology that's why so we had been dissecting, um like owl pellets and frogs so that was already like my my Wednesday going to biology class. So I got was, I was a fork to look. No ma'am, no ma'am, no ma'am, no ma'am. No, ma'am.
0: No, ma'am. Uh uh-uh. uh, we're not doing it because what well, for me it, it was oh like I wasn't expecting it, and so <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But I wasn't <laughs> expecting it, and so when I went, it's I didn't even I didn't even know how far along I was but wow. it was a real fetus and it was hanging by a umbilical cord just hanging out of me you know wow. in the toilet so it was it, it it scarred my mind for for years okay so, years. so you
1: were like already like three or yeah. four months
0: yeah oh wow
1: yeah okay so, um I was very early on I probably was like six or seven weeks that's mm-hmm. why <laughs> you yeah. so, wow I can't imagine
0: up. I was running I was trying to run from me it. it was hanging out oh I was my trying to run. Gosh. It, and it was it was very um it's just like I said it's called my memory bank for, yeah. for years um and just, wow just, just all of it and so um that's what I wanted to dig into because um with me it was by I was 15 and this man was 26 years old And so that was one of the reasons why, um, I was very stressed out and, um, just the environments and just like, oh my God, I'm a child
1: pregnant for a grown man. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And so, so, um, I have the same, that same story. Not my first wasn't from a grown, well, he was four years older than me, um, but then So I went on to have Quentin, which is my oldest. And then I I was a teen mom three times, actually, after that. Mm -hmm. So then I had two more, 18, 19, and then I had my fourth at 21. So their father was 25 years older than me. So now, as I go back over these stories, even looking at my kids now, 14, 16, 17, I just can't even imagine what my mother was even going through and Mm -hmm. my father now my father was a little bit he wasn't emotional you know he still to this day doesn't really show really what he feels so I don't even know what he was feeling but I know my mom was hurt you know I even um not too long ago called her and even though it wasn't my first time saying sorry I was like whoo, ma." Right. My kids ain't even nearly as bad as I was. And I'm right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I
1: put her through the ringer. I mean, I will not come home at night and just be like, I'm taking my punishment. I'm hanging out. I'm going to the parties. Right. My mom don't let me go. I mean, I was I was a liar. I took her, I stole her car and crashed it at 14. Ooh. I mean, I was a mess. Mm. And, oh, my poor mama. But wow. she was the one, right, that even, like, after all that drama that I went through, she was the one to nurse me back to health and walk me through deliverance and mm-hmm. help me to be the woman that I am today. Wow.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. And it's so crazy because me and my mom just had this conversation. My mom was like, girl, you put <laughs> me through it. She said, "I." she said, um... <laughs> She said I called her PTSD post-traumatic stress disorder. She said I, I called her trauma. I was like, wait, what? I caused you trauma. And she said, yeah, like the I was I was just that bad. And I didn't I didn't realize it though.
1: Mm-hmm. I didn't, wow. Wow. I didn't see that. Yeah, and that's a real thing. I was just talking to a friend yesterday about that. Um, you know, as we go through raising our kids, that's a real thing to have PTSD. Like, because sometimes, depending on really what your story is, it could just be so full of drama and trauma just raising the kids. Mm-hmm. And then, depending on who you're attached to to have to deal and, you know, embrace them, mm-hmm. um man. And, and that's really, like, why my heart goes to moms or to young moms, too. And young women, like, you have no idea what right. just one moment could be like the mistake of a lifetime literally because you connected to somebody for the rest of your life because of children
0: yes and so let's go back into that because even with me um being 15 and having and and being pregnant by this 26 year old man Mm -hmm. um when my mom found out we didn't press charges on them because that is statutory rape and so Mm -hmm. we didn't press charges on them or anything like that and um he was like, he was going to be there to help me and all of it, to raise the baby and I miscarried. And that was that. So that was the end of that relationship. And so I was a teen mom at 19 also, and my um daughter's father's actually 26. So I was grown, but still. And so um I'm still, you know, right. I, I was grown at that point. Mm-hmm. But being a teen with like
1: several kids, by right, twenty-five years right. in you, and my mom, when she knew that I was dating him, they didn't know. They just suspected. They like had heard around, but they did bring me to the police station and like try to tell them she keeps running away from home. But then they, the police told her I was automatically emancipated already because I was a teen mom and I was it was already less than six months to the time I was eighteen. Why did I hear that? Cuz that's when I left home. But I think that if they had dug a little deeper and really gotten a lawyer, they could have pressed charges because now they don't play like what what was really happening to me was really trafficking. Really was um sexual exploitation. Really was um uh, it was so much things cuz he took me not only from my parents um and Just began to manipulate me drugs were involved I ended up leaving my baby who was one with my mom so I was just really totally out of my mind literally Mm -hmm. and so I smoked so much weed that like whenever I came down I was going right back up so that's an automatic number you don't care about anything else really Mm -hmm. except you you just kind of going and just whatever you know and so I went hustling with him and a gold ring on every finger and driving his range rover and so that's what I, that was just the beginning of just um, uh how everything was coded that was how the enemy just lured me in with what was my god cuz in high school that's all i cared about ooh seekers ooh the material things you know sometimes in high school that's what they could get caught up in and right. that's what the enemy knew i liked and lured me in so it really didn't even matter i I probably wasn't even ever attracted to him because I can't really say that I, I, I have a moment of saying, Oh, he's so handsome. Nope. It was never that it was the money endless money in the, in the material things. Mm. And so I went left home when I was 17 and and entered into a relationship with him. And, um, it really began verbal for a long time. And like, you know, levels of it. So maybe one time him saying in an argument, stupid B, right? Maybe the next time um him saying, you know, you, you don't need to go to school. It, it was just so much manipulation. And I did not know he was 25 years older than me. I thought he was like 27, he said. Wow. And I'm 17, which is still older, but because of how he dressed and presented himself, I really didn't know. Until I had my first child and he signed the birth certificate. And it said 42. Oh, my God. What was going on? Well, by that time, I felt like, all right, well, I'm already stuck. I'm already here. I left my home. I left my mom. Me and my mom are not even in a good relationship anymore now. So I, I, I felt stuck. And, boy, I'll tell you, the years flew by and more kids like this until like I just my mom she had a job close to me where I live and so I really wouldn't talk to her for months at a time or my dad now I keep harping on my mom because she's the biggest influence in my life so Mm -hmm. although my dad was there he was present I really um attributed a lot to my mom because she was if it wasn't for her I don't know if I would have got out because she said, as she um, started, she got a job close to me and when I had my last baby and she would take me out to lunch. We were not in a good place at all. And I didn't even like my mom, but she would just say, you know, anytime you wanna come home, you can always come home. And I would just be like, thanks. But then I go home like, what is she talking about? What do I look like with four kids going back home to my mom? Now I was miserable here. Things had turned, not only did things turn Physically abusive. Now it's babies in the middle of my babies that ain't mine. What? Mhm. Babies in the middle of my babies that are not mine. It it got physical on um, multiple occasions, and I feel like not that ever. And and it didn't like sit on me like Camille, you're in an abusive relationship because I was a fighter. So it wasn't like I was sitting there like, oh, please don't hit me. You know, I was up throwing bows too, but no. Right. No. Right. You're in an abusive relationship. (laughs) This is toxic. (laughs) And so um yeah, she she really was my strength. And so one day, just one day, she came because she used to just randomly come. She came to bring me some onesies on her way home. And Um, He came home, too. Now, because I was under such manipulation, he came home and he would just put the groceries down on the counter and I would get up and cook. That was a normal, everyday thing. Well, I didn't get up and cook that time because my mom was visiting with me. So he got in the kitchen and started, you know, tossing around pots and pans and slamming stuff around. So my mom, she noticed the irritation. She said, I'm going to get ready to go. And we walked her outside. It's drizzling outside so he follows behind and says starts cussing get in the house my mother's in the driveway mm. get the kids in the house because the kids were outside with me so i um said goodbye to my mom and then we started arguing when i got in the house so now at this time i was already ready to go i had already tried to go 25 times statistically that's what happens. Women leave, their abusers come back and get them. They say sorry. They say, you know, it won't happen anymore. Women leave again because they find out about another woman and then they come back again. Right. Literally, right. that was like, so it happened all over again. But this time I was tired. So I had started saving plastic bags of clothes in the kids' closet because I knew, you know, he didn't go in there anyway. He didn't help take care of them or get them a bath or change a diaper. So My mom left. I came in the house and we started fighting. I picked up the phone and asked her to turn around and come get me. And I unloaded those big black garbage bags in the car seat. And it started raining and pouring cats and dogs. It was such a dramatic experience. And we loaded the kids in the car and I left and I never came back. And that was May
0: 2007. Wow. Yeah. God, oh my God! And here you are with this yeah. man with four, three
1: kids. Mm-hmm. Now going back to my son too, because um, even though I had had the three kids, he he, it was almost like he had like this vendetta against my baby. So you know, he, he would promise like, oh yeah, okay, he could come live with us. He could come live with us. But what was happening was I was growing up, you know, as a child being manipulated. You could kind of you you can't blame a child who's 17 her mm-hmm. brain is not even developed yet mm-hmm. but now as my brain starts to develop i'm a woman now i realize what are you doing i'm saying when you know i'm not gonna let my baby go to kindergarten and now i'm not there right. so he did go through kindergarten and that was it so when he was in kindergarten was when we came back he, he was closing off the kindergarten year so mm-hmm. i had left him for four years girl
0: that's yeah. powerful um just your story by itself your escape plan your um just man just everything that you're and now you're helping other women um get out of those situations and i just find to believe that that's where our strength comes from when we go through so many things we are we can automatically see the signs we're automatically just aware and we don't ever want to see any woman or any children just um having to just face these monsters because that's who they are they're 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 monsters.
1: absolutely
0: they're absolutely mm-hmm. monsters. um and just the money manifest- yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah um because even before um when you say the 25 year span even before uh my first pregnancy, I ended up, um, meeting a man and I was 15 at this time. And right. this man was a police officer in my neighborhood,
1: luring wow. little
0: girls away. Um,
1: oh, my goodness. Luring
0: little girls away. I did not know anything about that. And like you said, the enemy knows the things that you like. And so you come in at me telling me you're going to give me a little money. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. My mom ain't giving me no money. I got no job. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I want some nice stuff. So you're giving me money and I'm I'm taking your money. And then all of a sudden, when my mama called the police on me, you walk through the door. You answer the call with two other cops. And, and just the look on your face, you're looking at me like, you better not see nothing. Don't see nothing. Now,
1: did you know he was a police officer
0: before? No, ma'am. Wow. No, ma'am. You know, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm standing up there wow. just puzzled, just like, girl, my, the room, the room, st- everything stopped, Wow, everything. And I'm just like, wow. You know what I'm saying? And, and but what could I do? I was already in it. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. already in it. I couldn't just say, my, that's uh, such and such, such, right. Just pretend like, I ain't know you know and so um it's just girl i'm just so honored to have this conversation because there's so many women and just young girls that are in the situations that we came out of and so if our stories can just help them and just let them know that that's not what they deserve that there's so much more and just to really just bring awareness to these monsters that's out there just trying to lure these little girls away that's it because
1: that's that's what you just said a similar thing to me, and that's what worse now because that's what's magnified on social media. It's a, a man can say, oh, I'll get you your hair done, whatever kind of hair you want, or your nails done, or your lashes done, or give you money. It's, a, it's so much worse than it was for me in high school. I mean, all we wanted was a pair of Jordans. <laughs> right, right. Now they want so much more um so i think the dangers are even greater and, and young girls are being wrapped up and i didn't realize that it actually was trafficking until i had a conversation with someone who um has written books on trafficking and uh does trafficking um um you know advocacy i didn't realize that i was trafficked until yesterday
0: wow yep and it's so funny because um I kept asking, Holy Spirit was like, was that trafficking? Like, I know I
1: stayed in my mom's
0: house,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> yep. still, yep. I'm gonna send you some information on it because I always thought it was like kidnapping. Somebody's kidnapping, kidnapped, and like forced to be a pro- prostitute. That's what I thought. Right. Now that's like that could be like sex trafficking, but when you talk about human trafficking, there's a whole, um, you know bunch of points and so
0: yeah -hmm. and we just need to just um bring awareness to it because some of these girls know some of them don't know and like you never know what's on the the end of that monster. you you don't know
1: yeah and you need to speak out about it because my kid's father now today is 63 and i can guarantee he's still talking to women that's little girls wow because of the sake of this, my kids, I can't really go all into details, but I know right. and is still out there. That's why you need, we need to raise our voices. So moms, yes, we, we are busy, you know, we got to pay the bills and, and then the single moms, they doing it alone. They want a break. They need a rest. Mm. Check your kids' phones, be there for your daughters, yes. you know, Try to see if you can give them a little cash so they don't feel like, you know, they got to chase after a man for for it or teach them how to get a job and make their own cash. Exactly. Actually, I was on the way to work when I met my kid's father. I was going to work as just a 17-year-old. Um, I was going to the grocery store wow. to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you already had your little coins. and Yeah, but when somebody's like, you don't even got to keep going to work. Come make $60, $80 a day with me. And that's how much they want to give you them like Like what them little
0: $80 gonna do? <laughs> They're gonna sit down somewhere with your little $80. Like, really? Uh-uh, girl. But you really and and and, and what I've found to believe is that after all of those encounters, like I I left, like I was you're valuable.
1: You're mm-hmm. price,
0: your price is yeah. like, valuable. And so when you make this exchange, which mm-hmm. now you're feeling worthless.
1: Yeah. Yep. Now you're
0: feeling just incomplete, just, and I find myself even at 34, looking in the mirror, just seeing that little girl.
1: Yes. That
0: broken little girl, seeing that little girl yep. that's, still, that's still hurt, that's just like, and I'm like, babe, you know, and I'm just trying to, talk mm-hmm. to her and just heal her because yes.
1: she needs healing and there's layers to it there's layers to it I I just said um at the beginning of the show part of the reason that reflection came was because I realized I was trafficked yesterday yes. <laughs> so I was like now it, it was a whole new place that needed to be healed and dealt with yes yes and we don't
0: realize that because, like you said, we we just go through life and we just push all of this stuff. You know, I like I was just going through life. I forgot about actually, I forgot about all of that stuff until the R. Kelly um trial started, wow, and all of those girl. women surviving R. Kelly came on, and I just girl. felt just the indignation, just the fear. That's right. I was just like oh, I was like this monster. I was so mad. I was crying. Me too. I was yep. crying. And then Me he too. said, well, when are you going to tell your story? I was like, wait, mm-hmm. what? Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And yeah. then he just started bringing up this. And I'm just like, wow. He was like, you have to let it out. You have to heal. You got to speak up. Um, And I was just like, but it had stole my voice. Wow. I had wow. never told anyone that. Oh, my goodness. Such I had been a- silent. A story. I had been silent since... That I, I never told anyone that. Wow. So bless you. So for me to yeah. um just be speaking out about
1: it, you know, it's like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, absolutely. But yep. But it's necessary. And, and, you know, and it's another level of forgiveness. Cause guess what? None of that was our fault. I don't care if we went, we were babies. And none of that was our fault. Yes. No, yes. our children, yes, they have a decision to make. that can choose right from wrong. But when manipulation comes into play from a grown man, no, none of the blame is to be put on you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. No. And, and that's that, because um like you just said, it's the level of forgiveness. And, and that's where those layers are coming in it, because it's like, all right, you see all of these layers that you're peeling off and you're looking mm-hmm. at your, yourself and you're like, forgive me. How can I forgive you? You know, but yes, mm-hmm. I forgive me. I forgive
1: that's you. right.
0: I forgive them, too. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I forgive you.
1: Yeah. I forgive me. That's yeah. right.
0: Yes, that's definitely just powerful. Um, and girl, it's amazing. It's amazing. And when we really just sit down and talk, we really can see that we are so much alike in so many different ways. Like women, our stories connect in on different levels.
1: Yeah, you're so right. We really do. Um that's why the power of storytelling is so great, because you have no idea who has actually been through what you have been through. And women, we have a lot in common when it comes to molestation and having sex early. Unfortunately, we have a lot in common, especially in in the African-American culture. Mm -hmm. Yes, because Mm
0: -hmm. I honestly thought that I was the only one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know why the enemy told me I was the only one had went through all of this stuff. Wow. Um, and so I, I I thought that I was on a boat by myself because I wasn't around people speaking out about it. And so when you think that you're the only one, and it's like, oh my God, I have to speak out. Um, the enemy yeah. will just muzzle you even more, mm-hmm. even more. So I'm just um grateful to be just surrounded by powerful women like you that's out here that's advocating, their voice, their platforms. Um, that's just just doing some amazing things. Um, and I'm just grateful for this conversation today, girl.
1: Yes, me too. Thank you so much for having me. And just, I think that um, just the, the timing of what happened yesterday and then today being on this interview with you, I just believe that God is just digging and um, healing parts of my heart that I didn't even know needed healing yet, you know? Yes, Yes,
0: even with me, a lady just told me yesterday she was like, "Let it go." I was
1: mm. like,
0: "How she know?" <laughs> I'm I'm in a clubhouse room.
1: Wow.
0: When the prophet of God told me she was like, "Let it go, mm. let it go," and God was just using her to really just speak to me And that mom. She was like, "It wasn't your fault. It wasn't your fault. Let it wow. go. You heal." Just mm-hmm. I see that little girl. Just allow mm-hmm. her to just let the joy come back. Let let mm-hmm. the peace, just let it let it go. And I was like, and I was in tears because
1: I'm like, how she know? I don't even know this woman. The work, listen, the work is necessary. It's so necessary. And um, my mom is sixty. We still talk about things that she went through and. You know, some things that she's still me healing from mm-hmm. at 60. Mm-hmm. Different things, you know, so we have to deal with the, the little girl now. Are we yeah. going to always be dealing with her? Now, yeah. I don't want to be 60. No,
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. And one thing about um, where I'm from, we don't deal with stuff. We just, like me, I didn't go to therapy until my rug broke. I had swept so much under my rug, it broke. Mm. And so that's when I was like, I got to go. I have to. And I had so much to deal with that I didn't even know where to start. I was just dealing with so much in that day to where when it was time to deal with all the real stuff that I had suppressed for years, I couldn't get to it. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get wow. to it, but it just really just shows me where we are now because I had a conversation with my mom um a couple of months ago, and she was telling me about her experiences. And so mm-hmm. rape and abuse is actually a, a curse in my blood now when it comes down mm. to women. And so wow. like four generations back, mm-hmm. we all went through the same things. Jesus. All yeah. of it and and they suppressed it they didn't talk about it they didn't deal with it they just they were silenced
1: right right
0: it's like no you're not gonna be silent about it you ain't in Mm -mm. jesus
1: name Mm
0: -mm. Mm -mm. so yeah i'm just um grateful just for the opportunity to just bring awareness to it especially it being domestic violence the month of domestic violence awareness um
1: absolutely it's
0: just all of it i know we started off with teenage pregnancy we,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we got a lot into this. yes we got a absolutely. lot so yeah. i'm um, excited and i am just grateful tell the people how they can definitely
1: reach out. Yay. Thank you so much. I, um, can be found on Instagram at moments of joy podcast, um, on clubhouse at Camille joy. And, um, if you're interested in launching your podcast, you can connect with me at mojpodcast.com. Awesome. Thank
0: you, Juanita. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, guys. Well, that was our time with y'all, and we'll check y'all next week. Peace.